doing that thing. This is the Fifth Ward Wildcat, and we're ready for another exciting podcast with a lot of things going on. I'm sitting across from my Padre, my road dog. What are you? Who are you? I am KG, the one and only KG, and this is another edition of the KG and Fifth Ward Wildcat podcast. Thank you, as always, for listening, and we're going to try to be quick because we're probably going to do another podcast later on this week to talk about uh, a fairly big, fairly important game on Saturday morning. An event. We won't call it the game. This is an event on campus. And, and, uh, it works for me. Wildcat sounds good. But uh, thank you, as always, for listening to our podcast. And as is customary, Wildcat, do your thing. HBU Huskies, men's basketball lost to Washington on the road, 65-88. Women's basketball in the Husky Classic, they went 0-2. They lost the first game to Vermont, 47-60. Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, 45-65. St. Thomas University, men's basketball. They went on the road, both the men and the women, and they beat the University of Southwest, Southwestern, and uh, the men. Won 66-64. The women won 97-78. San Jack men's basketball beat Bland College in two overtimes, 96-94. Rice Owls football lost to SMU, 27-24. Men's basketball lost to Northern Iowa, 60-64. And again, and to Iowa, 60 to what? 60-64. Iowa State beat. And Rice, Rice men, 63. I mean, I'm sorry, 90 to 63 in the South Padre Island Classic. Women's basketball beat Alcorn, 75, 90, 50, 74, 59, and lost to University of Arkansas Little Rock, 47, 67. U of H football beat Tulsa, 48 to 16, imparted. Women's volleyball beat Rice 3-2, another important. Women's basketball lost to Yale 62-80 and to Magnet State 59-72. Men's basketball lost to Oakland 76-74 and to TCU 80-81. TSU women beat uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi 63-54, then lost to Vermont, 72-60. Men's basketball lost to IUPUI, 74-75. And I think you have another set of scores from Prairie View Land. Yes, sir. Uh, Prairie View men in the Chicago, Chicago Invitational Challenge lost twice. Shocker. Uh, to Longwood, 70-67. And then to Wofford, 56-49. Wildcat, you and I will talk about these PV men maybe in depth later on this season. And that's losing losing to less than stellar competition. I'm just you know how I feel about that. But anyway, and just so listeners know, as we do this podcast on November twenty ninth, the Prairie View men are in Waco this evening for a beatdown they're gonna suffer at the hands of Baylor at seven PM tip off. But the Lady Panthers lost in the Paradise Jam, 71-51 to Marquette, as well as uh, and lost to Washington State, 90-52, to also in the Paradise Jam. And Lady Panthers on the hill Tuesday evening versus Northwestern State. Tip-off is 7 p.m. I've uh, watched the PV men are 2-5. and five. Ladies are 1-4. and four. Uh, two, different, uh, two different schedule sets. Coach Wilson has mentioned that they schedule to set themselves up for conference play. Coach Rim, I, I believe Coach Rim has 
I think he claims to have a similar philosophy, but he doesn't show it in the schedule. Exactly. And folks, if I'm spending money out of my pocket, I want to be entertained. I, I definitely want to be entertained. But I'm, but I'm, I'm, you know, and, and I'm speaking personally for myself. I have not seen the PV men play face to face yet in person, but I will see them so I can give you, give the listeners a much more detailed opinion of of, of what I think of the squad. But uh, you know, they're picked seventh in the in the SWAC preseason poll. That's the non-conference. For anybody who thought it be long, long enough, wasn't well enough. If you want to be a good team, you want to be a great team. You need to play teams that are better than you to get better. And some of these opponents just don't come to muster, and yet they're still losing to them. So I digress. College basketball is, is in full swing. We touched on it earlier during the intro about an event this Saturday at Robertson Stadium on University of Houston campus, 11 a.m., the Conference USA championship game between my Houston Cougars, uh, number six in the BCS, later BCS poll in Southern Miss. was ranked in the, I think, 23rd in the AP poll or 24th in the BCS poll. So the game between, championship game between two top 25 opponents. Winner is the Conference USA champion, but more importantly, if the Cougars win the game, they're going to a BCS Bowl for the first time in program history, and that means most likely all the projections to be going to New Orleans in the Sugar Bowl, and uh, latest projections say they'll be playing Michigan on January 3rd in New Orleans, and uh, safe to say that there'll be a lot of happy Cougars making that trip to watch history in the making and see a shootout between Denar Robinson in Michigan and Case Keenum and Houston Cougars. But that we're getting ahead of ourselves. The Cougars play Southern Miss 11 o'clock Saturday morning. Get to the Rob early, people. If you got tickets, it's sold out. Stay in the room only. All that, all that stuff is sold out. I don't have to worry about looking over from the press box, seeing the few empty spaces scattered here and out. Here and out. Me, me, uh, point that out to his couple of It's sold out. Student section sold out. Student ticket section sold out. Everything is sold out. Twelve thousand. I forgot the number, but it's sold out in less than three hours uh, before they release some more tickets on Monday for the students. Students lined up early Monday morning around buildings to get in line, be in line to buy tickets. Tickets are sold out. I'm very proud of uh, the students' support this year and coming through for this championship game. And I'm looking forward to the game. Um, I'm not going to make any predictions. I thought I probably what we're going to do in maybe Friday podcast, podcast later on. But uh, you know how, where my heart is. And uh, no score right now, but it's safe to say that I'm thinking Cooper's win the ball game. Do you think it'll be a shootout? Well, well, we can touch on it. Uh, the U of A's defense has improved uh, the latter part of this season. They did a good job against Tulsa. All of them, the 16 points, uh, for some turnovers, forced three and outs. Uh, Coach Stewart, I think the guys have finally understood the three-four system and finally adjusted to it. So we'll see. I mean, Southern Miss is a good ball club. You know, let's not kid ourselves. Southern Miss is ten and two for a reason. So. Uh, Austin Davis is a good quarterback. He's a mobile quarterback. He's also a running quarterback. So, you know, in the past, that is, has given that type of quarterback has given the Cougars problems. So, if it's a shootout, the Cougars, Cougars can win. I mean, you know, they have the best offense in the country. So, turnovers will be key. If the Cougars don't turn the ball over, they're going to win the ball game. Well, one thing, it was in the notes this week. Uh, last five games, they've averaged at least 30 points a game. Uh, and they've held the, the most points that were scored against them was in the uh, UAB game, uh, which, which is the game that they lost. Uh, they talk about Southern Miss. Southern Miss. But it's interesting that everything else has been 
the most they've given up has been 29, and they won that game against uh, on the road at uh, UCL. Uh, this the team this year apparently has everything going in their favor. Uh, U.S. Uh, uh, Southern Miss, and it'll be good to see what another ranked team will look like against these Cougars. Uh, matter of fact, uh, according to the schedule uh, that I've checked out at both, uh, Southern Miss is the, is the, is the only uh, ranked opponent that uh, U has had this year. Right. So, and that's one of the reasons. See, we're talking too much about this. We're getting into all the details about things. We probably should be saving for the podcast later in the week. Oh, and, and, and later in the week, we, we're going to have something be, it'll be interesting. Cause by that time, we'll have comments from both coaches. But because uh, the Southerners will be in town, right? And they'll be, we'll have access to have uh, to the coaches and all. Probably the uh, press conference that the uh, that the uh, conference office will hold for for the media. So it'll be interesting what they'll have to say face to face. But one one more thing about the coach Tom. Uh, talk to the media, local media, at his uh, weekly press conference Tuesday morning. And uh, he and Coach Larry Fedor, Southern Miss coach, known each other for years. Uh, me and back there, both at uh, in the Big 12, Coach Summers of Oklahoma, Coach Fedor is at Oklahoma State. Even their wives, you know, families, friends. And apparently, after Saturday's uh, Southern Miss win over Memphis, Coach Fedor's wife sent a text to Coach Summers' wife saying his own girlfriend. So we'll see how things go. It's, you know, it should be a good game. You know, the, probably one of the biggest negatives, in my opinion, I'm being personal here, of the, bo- the broadcast of the game is going to be on ABC, is Craig James is, is uh, the color analyst for the ball game. And if anyone follows me on Twitter, you know how I feel about Craig James and his job as an analyst, a TV analyst, and just him in general. But, but I, I digress. Let me talk about something that I didn't think was going to happen. Well, especially that, in December. As, as, a, as a fan, neither did I, to be honest with you. I just, I just saw, it even, I just say, on the outside looking in, it was, it was not a pretty sight. It didn't look like it was going to be, get any better. And for whatever reason, I had to resolve to the point to where egos had were definitely going to get in the way, and this was not going to get done. But let me let the uh, KG talk about what he knows best, and that is the NBA is back. It's, it's not official yet, but basically early Saturday morning, about three o'clock in the morning, three forty-two, three two forty-two Houston time. Uh, the owners and uh, the players. The litigants, basically, because this was not a true contract negotiation because everything was now, since the uh, players agreed to decertify. decertify no, 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 not decertify, because that was not disbanded, but it worked. Okay. Aesthetically, decertification, that's not what they did. They filed a letter of disclaimer, disclaimed interest. So it was a, it was a uh, settlement talks of what, they, what took place for the proper legal vernacular. But bottom line is they both decided to agree, reached a handshake agreement to have a season that will start on Christmas Day. Um, the players need to become a union again to fill out the paperwork, become a union, vote to become a union and vote to ratify the deal. The owners uh, labor board has to ratify the deal. Once all those things are done, could be as quickly as this week. The new collective bargaining agreement will be agreed upon, will be ratified. Once all the I's are dotted, T's are crossed, 
We will have basketball and the NBA variety. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so very much. Christmas Day, be a triple hitter on TV. Um, typical matchups that were originally scheduled should take place. Uh, it's going to be a 66-game uh, season, 60 games for each team, 48 games uh, within conference, 18 games out of conference. Um, that schedule, general schedule, has been is, is out there now. I have it on my blog as well. But uh, it's just Wildcat. I, I'm just so happy to discuss NBA basketball on the court instead of NBA basketball in courts. Well, I'm going to ask this question. I saw the, the, the outline breakdown, you know, as far as conference games, you know, how they're going to try and break this down. My question is, you and I have, have witnessed a lot of back-to-back games where it involved uh, Houston, Dallas, and uh, San Antonio, and somebody is either on the road one night or somebody on the road two nights. Now you're talking about putting a three-game situation together by the third game, somebody is going to look horrible. Yeah, if they're, with, if they're out of shape, if they're old, it depends on the team, depends on the level of, you know, the quality of the bench. But um, it's on my blog, link to its uh, NBA schedule breakdown. All teams will play at least three games in a row, at, you know, at least one time. But no, no team will play three sets of three games in a row on consecutive nights more than three times. So uh, it'll be possible uh, back-to-backs in the second round to short things up. Basically, the season will extend about a week, and the last possible finals date will be June 26th of 2012. Playoffs will start April 28th, 2012, and a quick turnaround. The regular season will end April 26th, 2012, and the playoffs will start two days later on the 28th. So NBA basketball is right around the corner. Preseason games, each NBA team will play two games in the preseason, basically uh, geographic rivals. So we look at the uh, Rocks and the Spurs will play basically in-state as close proximity as possible. will play in Dallas, Oklahoma City. All those things are possible. But we'll see how it goes. I'm happy to uh, be talking basketball. And uh, Sam Amick has uh, linked or posted uh, a summary of the principle uh, of the deal terms, and I have it. Now this year, one of the things, one of the big reasons that we were in this mess was the basketball-related income, the BRI. How much the players would have received would be 51.15 percent of the players this year, which is down from 57 percent in the last CBA. But um, after this year and next year, the BRI will be a band percentage, will range from 49 percent to 51 percent, based on the projected revenue that uh, comes into the NBA. Now, one of the things I, I read over the, the uh, details and once, and I'll go with more and more uh, close to get to 25th and Christmas, but one of the things that has changed in the past when teams were making trades, especially draft picks, and this is something the Rockets did, unless Alexander was known for the last few years, trading picks for cash. You could give a team $3 million in exchange for a draft pick. With a new agreement, teams can only can trade can give a team a total of $3 million annually in trades. So whereas the Mavericks and all the Rockets would trade at, say, the Clippers, for example, uh, get draft picks from the Clippers and then give them $3 million in exchange just for that one deal, 
that can no longer be the case. The aggregate that a team can spend in, in trades that way and can give a team now is $3 million. So, so exactly. So in a three, three-way deal, which is what a lot of teams have been doing to kind of like compensate, uh, loophole the, the rule, only $3 million can be compensated just for, for, for the one deal uh, where they were collecting $3 million a piece. Now it's just one. For example. It's one payout. It's, it's basically what I'm asking. For, for example, the Rockets bought a, bought a draft pick, second-round draft pick from the Pistons. What they would do is the Pistons had a, a second had the second pick in the second round. Okay. Rockets had no pick in the second round. Gotcha. Rockets wanted the Pistons pick, so Rockets would say, "Okay, well, we want that pick. In exchange for that pick, we'll give you three million dollars and buy the pick, just for that one transaction to buy the pick. And maybe you know a future second round pick plus three million dollars in cash for that one pick." In that one transaction, the new collective bargaining agreement no longer can be that high of an amount. Can I be cash considerations for the entire year can only can total three million dollars total. So the Rockets cannot buy three picks for nine million dollars like they would have done two years ago. Now it's three million dollars total. Now, so that's 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 a new thing. I think it's going to may open a few eyes in terms of making trades a little bit more complicated involving draft picks. But overall, the owners got what they want, supposedly what they wanted by getting more money assurances and better chances of not losing money and, and guaranteed profits, all of it, all of that crap. The players did get a few more, uh, got less restrictions involving movement, free agency, and they got a few things with the extended trade deals, the deal that Carmelo forced upon the Nuggets to be traded to the Knicks when he signed an extension. Those things are still in effect, so Dwight Howard and Chris Paul can still force their current team's hand and say, if you don't trade me here, I'm not going anywhere. You know, I will, I will wait to be a free agent and you'll get nothing in return. So things like that are still in effect. But all in all, neither side is thrilled with the deal, which means it's a good deal. Which means if both sides are not happy and both sides don't think it's a perfect deal, that's a good deal. December 25th, NBA basketball is back. That's my bottom line. Now, two things. One, since let's say everybody's all hunky-dory and happy, happy, buddy, buddy, and all three years in, year four, some kind of grumbling, year five, Another set of different grumble. Year six, from basically from what I read, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, because you know you you, you understand it better than I do as for the NBA. Year six, if one side of the party is not overtly happy with what's with the way things are going, or they see that's one way or the other, is one side is headed down a slippery slope. They can opt out. They can opt out. Mm-hmm. Now. Do we do? Do they go back? Is, is, are we back in the same boat? Uh, do they? Uh, is, uh, is it back to the table? Uh, what, what it? Yeah. The, the, the deal agreed upon is a ten-year deal. Okay. But usually, the NBA and the player association can opt out after the sixth year if they're not happy and want to renegotiate. So that's not, that's fine, and that's one of the things that I was surprised that the players initially, because owners want a ten-year deal. Period. No opt-out. And I did not believe that the players would accept that. So both sides can opt out after six years. That's what's going to happen. This, this is not going to. It's not going to be ten years of peace and harmony in the valley. It'll be six years from now. We'll be dealing with this, this crap all over again. But 
That's for another time. That's six years from now. Basketball is here. NBA basketball is here. And that's bottom line. Well, there you have it, folks. I want to touch on two things. Uh, we're going to wrap it up with all the background noise and things going on around us in case you can or cannot hear it. We sure can't hear it. If you can't hear it, be fortunate. Feel good. But uh, HBU, junior guard Marcus Davis was named Great West Conference Player of the Week today. Uh, really? He uh, had a game high, 20 points and 14 rebounds, and HBU's lost to the Washington Huskies. They got beat down, the walk had mentioned. But he was, got 20 and 14 in the loss, so he was, uh, he's sharing Great West Conference Player of the Week honors. Rice and HBU men will be playing Wednesday at Sharp Gym, till the 705. So it'll be a few uh, city bragging rights. Make sure to see how the Rice young men and Rice Styles men team uh, bounce back from getting their behinds kicked in South Padre. That's hopefully they got a little humble pie because I think the young fellows will get a little full of themselves after that 4 0 start thinking they're better than what they really are. So they went down South, South, South Padre and, and got beat. And their their performance in Iowa, Iowa State on Saturday when they lost by 27 points. The Cyclones were raining threes. So like I think they shot made 13 threes in the ball game. 13 with 28. It was just three pointers everywhere. The Iowa defense was lit up. They had problems with defending the high pick and rolls. So I'm I got I'm sure Coach Braun and this coaching staff is really emphasizing defense these last few days as they prep for HBU on Wednesday. Uh, the Cougars men's team lost uh, to Oakland, who's a good team. Game should have lost, but uh, Landis Harris told the media after the game that uh, some of the guys got overconfident after the road win over Arkansas a few days earlier, so they didn't work as hard to prep for Oakland. Well, that's all fine and good. Their game Saturday against TCU, they lost by one point. They made a hell of a comeback. Cougars are down by like eight points and 90 seconds left. Came back, took a one-point lead on a Daily Thompson layup. Six seconds left. TCU calls timeout. Inbounds. Young man gets shot off. Rebounds his miss. Flips it over his head. Ball rolls in. Beats Cougars by one point. Um, tough loss, heartbreak loss for the Cougars, but they shouldn't be in a position to, to begin with. I, I agree. I agree. You know, if you if you got talent, whether young or old, if you got talent, you should be mindful of where where you are as a team, what the score is, what the clock is, and what you need to do to finish. Never stop playing until zeros come on the clock. Come on the clock. And the Cougars couldn't clear the the uh, defense rebounds. TCU missed shots, got their own rebound, their own miss throughout the ball game, and so. That last second bucket to beat the Cougars was a result of offense rebounds. So it was just like it was appropriate where they lost. It was how they played line those old boards for the whole ball game. And TCU, uh, except for one game against a lesser opponent, the other four games TCU had played, they averaged 60 points a game. So they scored 81 points against Cougars, which tells me that Cougar defense was not bad. Exactly. So the Cougars play LSU tonight at Hawthorne. Defense needs to improve. It's, it's, it's interesting to note all this athleticism that Rice and U of H men both have. Wrong with TSU. But the defense needs to improve. It's like these both young men, both young teams think, oh, we we we'll just out athlete people instead of getting getting the job getting the job done defensively, and they've lost two in a row, both of them. So hopefully we'll see them wake up and get back to basics on defense and fundamental defense, communicate on help help defense and just holler out defense and rebound and, because you cannot run effectively if you don't rebound the basketball. That's right. That's so it. we'll see how uh, the Cougars rebound tonight versus LSU. 
I'm not going to talk too much about the U.S. women's basketball team because bless their heart. I mean, they're just like seven healthy players, seven eight healthy players. They lost the inaugural David Jones Classic. They're 0-6. They host TCU on Thursday, December 1st at Hall Fines. They're probably 0-7 after that. Um, Roxana Button, she's scoring well. She's on team scoring. But there's just not a lot there right now. Poor Sandry, I think, is her status is, is still day-to-day, not week-to-week. The White South women's team lost their star player, Jessica Custer. Right. And uh, from to a to an injured foot. Injured foot. But you can't really get specific because there's not really a lot of details right, being, being I, right now. Uh, but I do know that after the game, uh, it was not swelling. So just whatever transpired uh, in... Uh, uh, on a checkup on Monday, put them over to read. That's what we're gonna go with. So no, well, our colleague Joseph Duarte from the Chronicle says she's out indefinitely. You know, so you know, he had quotes from, from Coach Williams and Custer herself. Uh, it's unlikely she'll play this week. This weekend in, in the Owls, Gene Hackerman, imitational, yes, Hackerman, not Gene Hackerman, the actor, Gene Hackerman, uh, imitation of the Owls host on Friday and Saturday. So if Custer's done playing these two games. You know, so be it. Uh, Crystal Porter, freshman, who the Wildcat myself both like uh, as a player, will replace Custer starting lineup. So we'll see what the Owls do without Custer. You know, after these two games, I was on uh, Christmas break, so yeah. they will play against January. So hopefully, she'll be. But, but this weekend will be a good test because you have two games back to back in less than 24 hours. So you'll see in resilience of what they have as, as depth. Because uh, uh, a year ago, around it's about, this, about the same time, is when we found out that uh, Jessica Custer was somebody to be reckoned with. And but one thing we noticed in the dials, and you've heard this from other coaches, apparently, the women's team is four and three. They're still soft. That's it. still the, That's still it. the uh, mindset the opponents yeah. have. The dials still soft. And the game against Little Rock, and Little the, Rock just physical them. Yeah, and. So being soft is a label that they have, and they cannot escape. They cannot get rid of it because, honestly, the players are still soft. Right. They've been that way for years. There's not enough Custers on the team to uh, remove that soft label and be the ones, the aggressors, rather than the aggressees. And this past weekend, got a chance to see HBU winners play. Uh, They've got um, one... Play, uh, one competitor in particular, Shanice uh, Steenho. Uh, she competes. They need a couple of more of those. Um, she's able to create her own shot. Um, she can score from pretty much anywhere on the, on, the, uh, on the floor. She can put the ball on the floor, but she also rebounds well. And she understands her role, and she's now being put in a position to, to lead the team. Uh, it's a young squad. A lot of transfers, but uh, uh, not a lot of new people coming in. Uh, Coach has one kid uh, still out on a, uh, on a knee injury, but you got two transfers that'll be in the uh, next semester that'll be coming online. So go ahead and check out the Huskies, the Lady Huskies, uh, and they should be. They'll have a long season, but they will be starting to compete. And I want by the time they get to conference play. Yeah, as we wrap it up, how can folks find you, sir? They can find me at www.kingsizeview.com. The latest edition of A King Size View is out in the Fiesta stores, in the areas, uh, in the outline areas, and also online at www.kingsizeview.com. You can find me also at 
www.aksvthcsr.blogspot.com. My Twitter is hashtag AKSVVCSR and also on YouTube at AKSVVCSR. And you, sir, the, the KG, why can't I find you? Uh, the website for the Houston Round Bar Review is www.houstonroundballreview.com. I'm also on YouTube. Their channel is Houston Round Ball. I'm also on Twitter at T-H-E-H-R Review. have the Round Ball Review Facebook fan page. A Facebook link. I was on the TV, made a TV appearance on What's the Score last week. You can go to their Facebook page and see see me in my black pants, black coat, and tennis shoes and white socks because of the rain and my old forgetfulness, but I forgot my dress shoes. They would have full shot? They did. You know, it was my fear. I, I forgot my shoes on the bed before I left and I didn't go back and get them but we didn't know where the, you left them that the port that's alright these sisters are family they, they know me they know what's going on but uh, uh, it's still pretty good that. you know I thank the guys for inviting me to Limon and, and Jason invited me on the program I look forward to coming back uh, during this season but uh, we're going to wrap it up here as always thank you very much for listening to the podcast we'll be back in a few days to talk about the football game uh, in a little more detail uh, good luck sport basketball your local basketball and including my mention so I keep forgetting that I'll do a better job uh, promoting it it's close to get two uh, nominations in the award the banquet the Gavi Lewis Award coaches you, nom- you can still nominate players uh, for the award deadline December 9th to nominate your boys high school player for the award uh, once this is out you can go to the website GaviLewisAward.org see our current watch list which will be updated after the deadline we get new uh players nominated for the award then we'll narrow down the, the candidates in January and we'll go from there fans can vote for it fans media and the coaches can vote for the award the winner will be announced March 27th at our banquet more details will be at the website GuyVLewisAward.org and in conclusion going to wrap it up be true be cool and do more